You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 9, episode 29. I'm John, I'm joined by John. Hello. Yeah. I'm here, am I here? <laughs> Are any of here? Chris, you alright? I'm here too, aye. aye. I think we'll, we'll finally get going. It's taken us about six attempts, but here we go. <laughs> yes. Um, as many assists as Chris Burke had at the weekend. Hey! Made it relevant. <laughs> well done. It wasn't even scripted. But that, this is the first thing. I've been looking up all day to see if I can find out if this is a world record. Um, my guess is probably not. Because you'll probably find like somebody in the 36 nil that I both beat Bon Accord had more than six assists, um, but it wouldn't have been registered, I don't think. So um, he's claiming it's a world record. The best I could find was uh, Neymar actually against Celtic. Would you believe before that was in Quora.com? I seen that. So aye, that was the best I could find. So if it's six, then fair play. What about when Australia played? Was it? I think Australia had a like, massive win at some point. Was it what, American Samoa or something? Aye, that's right. Yeah, there's probably someone in that team that um, got more than that. Probably player. more than one person. Aye. I've had recently, so. <laughs> I fun enough. I never scored in about a month. Yeah. What is clear is that Queen's Park clearly looking to defend them. I love set pieces. Set pieces. Uh, I mean, aye. Five of the six were set pieces. Um, so obviously, there was uh, goals from Bruce, two for Finlay, one for Kilty, one for Bamba, and one for Johnson. Um, but I, the, the, the headlines all seem to be going to Chris Park because he assisted all six of them. I think that's maybe the thing to take away from one the fact that like, we probably could go find somebody that's created six goals in a game uh, if we looked at one that was quite high scoring. I don't think we'll find somebody that's created six and that was every single goal. Yeah. It's very rare that you see someone with um, assists taking the, you know, the lion's share of the plaudits um, like Chris Burke on this occasion um, the last time I remember someone taking so many um, plaudits uh, for the amount of goals he set was Brian Ledger at the Scottish Cup final, he actually got more praise than Gordon Jury did who scored a hat-trick Aye. in that final um, Aye, he could be right yeah. Aye, the was, uh, the highest scoring game in the round Aye, they made a few signings as well this week well a couple anyway and then Kilty coming back from Dunfermline I think Thomas went the opposite way Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting how that works out because um, Kelty, since his injury problems, hasn't really got going at Kilmarnock um, and Dom Thomas hasn't really got going at Kilmarnock either. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out if it works out for Kelty after he's respelled in Vermont. Aye. I don't know how much Kilmarnock will take for this. The fact that it's like scoring six goals in this kind of game. It's good practice, I suppose, putting the ball in it. Um, but given the, the similarity of the goals, um, five and a six before set pieces, I think more things, <clears throat> more fingers were pointed at Queen's Park's defending than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. They are a lower league opposition, but they'll probably be disappointed they didn't do the basics as well as they probably could. Yeah. 
Well, you would think Celtic will defend set pieces better than Wednesday. You would think so. I say that. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, see. Yeah. Uh, we had a cup upset at the weekend as well. Hearts won. <laughs> <laughs> Convincingly. Yeah, and Sean Clare scored. <laughs> that wasn't a penalty. Yeah. It was a is pretty good the, goal. <laughs> is it the goal allowed? Not for me, because I think there's a better goal in the St. Johnston game, but it is a very well-taken goal, to be fair. Um, caught it so sweetly. Just guided it more than anything. It wasn't even like he leathered it. He just guided it in the corner. It was very well taken. Yeah. For me, the, the talking point of this was the the, the, the team, sort of, the, the duo of Naismith and Henderson. Uh, they both kind of created the same goal for each other. Uh, brilliant. I mean, the first one was, was brilliant for Henderson to, to give Naismith a tap in, but the very next goal was Naismith turning that in its head and, and giving Henderson a tap in. Uh, but it was really well what goals the two of them. Um, just it's funny how they, they were so similar. It's a massive boost for Hearts. Um, you can, yeah, you can say it's um, it's only at home, etc. But um, the fact they won and won um, pretty convincingly, um, you'd like to th- uh, well, Hearts fans would like to think that they can take a bit of confidence from it and see how they go on for the rest of the season because um, they're obviously in a precarious position in the league. But um, Stendhal's starting to put his mark on the team um, with some of the so-called controversial changes we also discussed last week that they probably weren't as bad as what people think um, and this is his way of um, shutting those critics up with, when they win convincingly but I mean you need to remember Airdrie are going pretty well in, in League 1 so it's not as if mm-hmm. that, they're a team in reasonably good form um, it's not as if we're what, playing something that's like mid-table or towards the bottom of the table that they're in like because well, Kilmarnock obviously took a few goals off Queen's Park and Hearts obviously took a few off Airdrie there was other teams that were still going against lowly composition I yeah. don't know what you're talking about what are you talking about Rangers <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. no I mean, again um, go back, that, that was the one that opened the, the, the round was the Friday night game at Ibrox um, and Stranard did pretty well to hold out for was it 40 minutes or so yeah, um, 44 minutes I think possi- possibly hard done by actually the uh, Arfield, Arfield getting an end of that um, goal for the corner. It wasn't a corner. The replay, the replay showed it was that it came off Arfield last. So, um, aye. VR, the Rangers were screaming for it a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Are we going to get VR now? Are you still talking about it? <laughs> I'm going to mention this again when we talk about another game later on. <laughs> Well, they didn't need VAR for the second decision because um, that is a stonewall oh, penalty. I, I very know. well taken by Defoe. Um, it was uh, John-esque uh, right in the corner. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, that's what you expect for Defoe. He's, um, yeah. he, he might be getting on in years now, but he's still a class act, Defoe. Yeah. Is that like 21 years in a row he scored, I think? Yeah, something like that. And the worst oh, okay. started off in the year 2000. Nice. <laughs> That's impressive for him. Uh, yeah. So I obviously talked about teams that struggled as well against Lowell League Aberdeen. He's going to get out of the way. I well, I saw the stats. Yeah, he looked pretty good, although he needs to find shooting. But I don't think I think I read somewhere he hasn't scored since he scored against Aberdeen. Believe it or not, in the Scottish Cup semi-final in 2017. Thankfully, we won that game. Um, but you know, he certainly. Um, going to add something into that midfield um, a bit of composure hopefully but we need to give him the ball and not lump it long but for what I saw in the highlights and what I heard about the game our build up play 
wasn't too bad. It was the execution that was a problem. We had 27 shots in the game, eight were on target. So, you know, our shots to on target ratio is not very good. And then it, it did take a penalty. It was a definite penalty. Stonewall. Yep. Yeah, absolute stonewall penalty. And there's, yeah. I don't think you can question it with the to win the game. Some people say it's harsh on the baton. Maybe from a defensive point of view, you can argue that. But Aberdeen were dominant in the game and deserved to win, but it should have been more comfortable what it ended up being. But credit to Dumbarton for that, for um, you know setting us all out and um, making it difficult for us. Yeah, they were not play for the replay. I don't think there's much doubt about that. But uh, one rash challenge has cost them, and that's what you're going to get when you're up against the opposition that's uh, a touch of class above you, to be honest. No offence to Dumbarton, but yeah, two divisions lower than Aberdeen, so... Yeah, uh, it was. It was like you say, it was one-sided. You never, you never looked like you were in danger of losing it. Um, it was just whether you would get that breakthrough, and it eventually came. And ultimately, in cup competitions, it's all about getting into the next round, and being in the hat. And yeah, when, when we left the cup in May, no one will remember we struggled against Dumbarton in the fourth round one 0 Yeah, that's exactly. Not, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, that's not remember, that. I, I, I remember the the, the rubbishy one-one draw against our broth in 2013 before we went on to lift the trophy and... yeah uh, oh you can pick up lots of examples you know Aberdeen needed penalty kicks to be a lot on route to winning the league cup in 2014 um, Harps um, needed a, a late error from Ockham Light defence to beat um, them 1-0 before they went on to win the cup um, in 2012 so we'll wait and see um, but we've also come to the draw later but we've got a, a tough draw and right. um, we uh, I tweeted over the weekend, um, Aberdeen have not been drawn away from home in the Scottish Cup since uh, February 2017, so we can't really moan about um, the draws Celtic and Rangers get. We've been <laughs> at home every single round, although maybe that's not a good Shh, thing, um, given our record, because we're probably to... better away from home. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but see, like, a couple of seasons ago, I was looking at the, the kind of way we were getting draws, and we seem to be getting drawn away from home for the League Cup in every round, and in the Scottish Cup we seem to get drawn at home in every round. It was bizarre how it was working out, but uh, I've been away, um, again, obviously, we're away on Saturday there. The Cup's given us another away game and we'll come on to the draw later, like you say. Uh, but it's kind of disappointing because I've been trying to go along to a game recently and I've not been able to make one. Because um, like, the Scottish Cup is kind of probably better value for money, to be honest. I mean, that, my, my son's at that kind of age, I'm thinking maybe it's time to start taking him with a game. And I think the Scottish Cup would be a good draw, but they've given us two away games, so <laughs> that's not really worked out for us. I don't want a replay, so I'm not that. Do you think it would be SC Glasgow's next game? Whoever that's yeah. against. Yeah. Aye, that can draw for them. That sets them up for a while. Aye. Um, we may as well talk about the, the BSC win. Uh, mm-hmm. That was... I mean, that for me, that was the, the, the game that of the round that I really wanted to look at the most. I mean, other than obviously Celtic's game. Uh, but from a neutral perspective, because that was the two non-league sides that were playing against each other, I thought... East Cabride and BSC Glasgow was, was, was the most interesting tie. Maybe I'm just like an underdog kind of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and what fair play to sports scene, they had a feature on it, uh, spoke to like, the two kind of, was it chairman they were speaking to? Um, and I kind of learned a thing or two about BSC Glasgow actually because of that feature because like, I, I didn't know they played at Allah. Uh, yeah. They can't get a pitch um, where they actually should be playing because the B stands for Broomhill. Which is uh, in the kind of west end of the city. There's, there's not really any 
obvious place to put a football pitch in that kind of area. So um, they are struggling to get something uh, in Glasgow at the moment. And hopefully they'll get that eventually because obviously East Kilbride have got the set up at um, K Park. And it's it, it suits them. It's just a good bit of space. Um, I had to laugh because I know where K Park is, and like, when I was watching the, the highlights, you could see like the play park behind it. I thought I'd take my kids there. <laughs> it's a nice play park, though. <laughs> they've got like, it's it's they've got two of the most mental slides you've ever seen. <laughs> it's like they go on forever. And they've slid out the cup. Um, they have, oh. hey, yes. <laughs> Well done, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but I've just been looking at the lonely table to see where they were, and it actually surprised me East Kilbride are down in eighth place because they've been letting the playoff finals the last couple of years and things. And BSC Glasgow, it says they're 11 points behind, but they've got um, two games in hand over Kelty Hearts as well. Um, and there's some teams in that, two teams in that league have played 21 games, BSC Glasgow's played 17. They, joint lowest along with Bonnie Reg Rose so they could still threaten Kelty Hearts but it is going to be hard and especially now they've got an extra game but I think they'll take the extra game Absolutely because um, they fully deserve the, the 3-1 win uh, in this game uh, I had to laugh that the opening goal came in the first minute um, that was uh, Tom Collins so the gin cocktails are on him uh, <laughs> 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 So I'm thinking meet the Falkers now. Meet the Falkers, isn't it? Uh, Robert De Niro likes a Tom Collins, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you're going to see Glasgow like a Tom Collins at the moment. Uh, aye, but I mean, we were 3-0 up in about half an hour in this game. We went to Cormac and Graham getting other goals. The, the Malcolm penalty, the only consolation for East Kilbride. Um, but, but me and East Kilbride had their day in the sun when it came to the, the Scottish Cup a couple of seasons ago when they hosted Celtic. <laughs> Uh, and only lost 2-0 again but struggling against not even more league opposition non-league opposition uh, 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 we'll, we'll come back to the draw okay. uh, other teams in the league Bonnie Rigg Rose they lost to Clyde like goal by the love mm-hmm. and Bonnie Rigg should have probably got a penalty in that game as well yep. Um, yep. Clear handball. Mm-hmm. so I think Clyde get away with that um, but no, it's a good win for Clyde Great one for Clyde. But one point I've got to make about this is how come the Livingston player is slagging off anybody's pitch? I mean, Bonnie Rigrosi's pitch was, okay, it's bobbly and not in the best condition, but they're all on league side. At least it's grass, at least they're trying. Not like Livingston and their plastic pitch where it bobbles anywhere. Ball bounces and rubber pellets. Aye, Livingston players should just like anybody's pitch. <laughs> I think it'd be fair to the Livingston player. Um, he's, he'd probably rather play in grass as well, but he's not wanting to talk about it because he's playing in Nationals. So, um, he was talking about Nationals. He even came away and said, I bet they wish he could play in the Livingston pitch. I bet they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good one for Clyde. And the other um, Lowland Lee side, um, Broxburn Athletic. They ran St. Man pretty close at one point and then someone ran away three no winners in the end but it took them a while aye and the first goal's a fluke <laughs> there's no way of beating you any bro <laughs> he knew about third one it enough it was well controlled um, in between Mullen got the second so aye someone again it's like, stats show they deserve to win the game but Brock's one 
did their best. Held it for a long time. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't think anybody's with the possible exception of Queen's Park's defending, I don't think anybody was um didn't do themselves justice and that's in this round. Because even the, the non league teams and the, the lower league teams have all kind of given a good account of themselves. Most entertaining game at the weekend, maybe Aloha against Inverness. Yeah. Yeah, O'Hara twice equalising after uh, Inverness had gone ahead. So Aaron Dorn. I can't believe Aaron Dorn stopped playing. He seems to have been playing forever. <laughs> yeah, surprised he's been at Cali Thistle all that time. You know, I thought that he'd have maybe moved on at some point, but. Did he go away at some point and come back? No? I don't he? think so. Uh-uh. Well, I'm not sure. But, uh, aye, it was three times I'm going to sit at the this. Before they eventually sort out. Mm-hmm. And then come to a win for Hamilton. Yeah. In Edinburgh City. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean... I mentioned um, Kamala beating Queen's Park and obviously Hearts beat Airdrie and I think that the Hearts goals were well up as opposed to disappointing defending like the Queen's Park game. I think they were, the, the Hamilton goals were reasonably well up in this game as well. Uh, so I, I think it's... I don't think Edinburgh's a 5-0 is a sore one to take but when you're looking at a team that's three divisions above you um, you're, you're doing well um, to the end of that game at first. <laughs> Sure, Edinburgh City's game time will come again. I mentioned Lovington as well earlier. They struggled for a bit. Wraith went ahead and then two late penalties and a goal from Dykes. Yeah, I mean, I think um, Wraith were looking good at one point and then uh, Ian Davison with handball. Um, technically, um, it is under the new rules of the handball, it's, um, it's a penalty, but you know, it is a wee bit harsh because it just bounces up onto him. But um, Livingston took advantage of it. the defender for um, Livingston's second goal was horrendous and then Dykes also goes through and that turns the tie completely on its head and, but yeah um, a good win for Livy in the end after what could have possibly been an upset and then yeah. the upset well, I, was, I, I, I don't think there was um, I, I don't think anybody thought Livingston race Rovers was going to be the upset but it did look that way for a wee bit so um, I mean Baird being the man that got the goal, obviously a very experienced player um, at higher heights than Wraith Rovers currently sit, but it's funny how these names seem to come back to haunt you every so often, though. But I We got an upset of sorts with Air beating Ross County. They were thinking a few folk had that as Air on Air would. Did we mention it last week as a possible shock? I can't remember if we did or not. I think we mentioned it as probably the most likely. Yeah, I think we mentioned it as the most likely because um, we didn't think that even if Dundee United did one their game yesterday, that wouldn't really be that much of an upset, although technically it's championship and um, premiership. But in Dundee, Motherwell didn't really see anything happening there other than the Motherwell win. So, yeah, Ross Kennedy was the most likely shot because every other top flight side was at home. Well, apart from Celtic, but again, we didn't expect it in there. All right. So apparently the... the, the... The shock for me in this was the fact that United hadn't beat Ross County in something like 12 years. Yeah. I think it was the start that uh, Sportsing came over last night when I was watching it. So, aye, yeah. that was uh, well deserved, I think. Um, obviously, got really? Ross, aye, I, I, I think Ross County, for all the, the chances he created, I don't really remember United's keeper having to make much of a save. Yeah. 
How much was that down to Lee Irwin being wasteful as much as anything? Then, I think I some really decent chances. Yeah, I think that's the key, is that the Ross County had the chances, but I mean, we mentioned Aberdeen earlier on only having 8 out of 27 on target. I don't think Ross County's had much at all. Mm. Just trying to bring up the stats here at the moment. But fairly visible. Yeah, but Ari Wright won't care if, um, you know, they only had one chance and Ross County had 20, as long as they, they got the one that mattered, and so. they're the ones that took their place in the next round. Um, so, yeah. Good win for them. Uh, we're talking about contenders for go the round. Um, just going on to another Premier League Premiership versus Championship game. St Johnson, Graham and Morton. Um, Callum Booth with his right foot. Absolutely yeah. screaming in the top corner. That's my pick for go the round. Uh, I'd go with Sean Clare. I'm going to be really good as well. Mm-hmm. Stevie May scored. He did die. Yeah. That's a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, it's another win for St Johnson without conceding. So St Johnson are starting to build up a wee run here. Of yeah. Clean sheets. But they did have against lower league opposition in this case, but that's following them for what they were doing before the break. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a good result for them. I mean, I know Morton don't have a good away record, but you. Can only be what's in front of you. But what was noticeable that was that St Johnson didn't have Kennedy anywhere in the squad, which and the talk is that there's going to be a deal done for Aberdeen to sign him up permanently now. So, which would mean he wouldn't be cup tied if he did. Yep, exactly. So you wonder whether a player might go to, might go there in exchange on loan or something like that. Don't know know, but Curtis mean. Well, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, or Stephen Gleason, but I think has more destinations like maybe down south. But yeah, um, yeah, we can see. It'll probably right. be someone disclosed for um fifty or eighty thousand or something like that. I finally brought it up. Aaron Doran has been at Inverness since twenty eleven. Yeah, well, was originally loaned from Blackburn Rovers in twenty eleven, and he's been there ever since. <laughs> so it's nearly a decade he's been there, yeah, and he's play. only twenty eight. So that's a Long time for, that, for a guy who's only 28. And then the uh, TV game is pretty routine win for Celtic in the end. Surprised they never made as many changes. I mean, I mean, there was a few of them were kind of. Of the changes that we did make, there wasn't really too many surprises. Obviously, Christie suspended, and um, we decided to go with two up front instead of three. We didn't have much width in the team. Um, no. Which was all right in the end. Um, uh, but Griffiths on the score sheet the first time since August. It's a bit unfortunate the defender of that one because he did take the ball for a kick and it broke them. Yeah, but I mean, when that happens, Griffiths isn't going to miss, is he? Yeah, then Klamala makes his debut and Arzani makes his return from injury. Yeah, aye, um, we'll wait and see what Klamala does. I've never seen this game live, unfortunately, so I've not really seen much of him in it um, yet, but apparently he wasn't quite ready start the game but we shall see what comes to him in the, the coming weeks uh, good to see Arzani back he looked decent in the 15 minutes or something he got when he's made his debut and then got injured for a year but uh, I wait and see uh, with both of them I think yeah I, I don't 
know if someone um, at Celtic read my mind because I, I was starting a blog which um, I didn't continue on Griffiths going, um, why he was needing a move we spoke about it on before he then starts the game um, and scores so hopefully from his point of view first and foremost you know he does get more game time um, but I still feel as though he could do with regular game time especially with the fact he's obviously got the potential to play for Scotland these Euros but more importantly from his point of view after what he suffered he needs to get back playing and uh, playing regularly yeah. uh, will he get that Celtic we'll wait and see it's going yeah, to be even harder by spending what three and a half million on Klamala yeah absolutely the good thing is that, I mean anybody I know it was did see the game said Griffiths looked a lot fitter than he had done previously um, mm-hmm. so the the winter break seems to have come a good time for him and hopefully that's him now fit again if he can stay fit mm-hmm. then if he keeps this kind of stuff up Maybe not on the door, certainly. Uh, it yeah. gives us the option of being able to go either one up front or two up front as well, which is good. It's a good option because then we've got, well, technically we've got four strikers because we've got Bayo as well. Uh, but you should see. But uh, I mean, the rest of this game, um, we should have had a penalty when Frimpong was blatantly shoved. Uh, ref, despite being five yards away, decided wasn't he given anything. Um, Patrick Thistle then unlucky not to equalise because somehow Kenny Muller managed to miss. Uh, I'm still, I've seen it several times in the replay and I have no idea how he misses that to be honest um, not, well, I was going to say it's not like him but I've seen him miss <laughs> other chances over the years um, McGregor's effort for the second goal pretty much killed the tie uh, obviously the deflection took it in so a uh, bit of fortune for that one um, and then we made a complete hash at the back with Julian, I don't know what he was doing um, but uh, somehow Zanata got closed down by Frimpong and to me Frimpong leans into him and Zanata makes an arse of it and from about 50 yards away the referee gives a penalty and then later he's, apparently he's telling everybody that Frimpong clipped his heels right so if he's clipped his heels why did you only give him a yellow card because you can only give a yellow card if you think he's been going for the ball if he's clipped his heels he's not going for the ball so you've booked him. So you thought he's been putting in an actual challenge to get the ball. Otherwise, it's a red card because it's an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. So what is the referee talking about in this case? I have no idea. Um, that's obviously scored the goal. Yeah, it's a dreadful decision no matter what way you look at it. Um, and yeah. unfortunately, not the first bullshit we've heard from referees this week. No way was Morelos booked a third time. 90 minutes plus three weeks. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Eight minutes plus three weeks. Did, did you read um, Derek's tweets on this? Oh, yes. Uh, he's been up in arms about it for days. It's like the fact that um, both Celtic and Rangers would have known exactly who was booked in those games because they get announced to the clubs um, immediately afterwards. There's no what referee support. They just fill it in and click send, effectively. Um, so, from uh, book, booked three times and not find out for three weeks? No. Cannot happen. Maybe the card was sent in the Christmas post. <laughs> the post Christmas post. So I, I also don't understand how you can get three yellow cards, but it doesn't add to your um, already suspension for two. That's bizarre in my book. Uh, and then just on top of that, the Rangers then got charged for the behaviour of Kent and Morelos with their signals towards the crowd. 
but this will somehow only lead to Rangers being fined, not the players themselves being punished. What? <laughs> Since when? Some bizarre things going on with the SFA. I'm trying to figure out, but, or beyond trying to figure out the disciplinary measures and how they work, it's, they just make it up as they go along. Yeah, of course they do. And then just to, just to cap it all off over the, the last few weeks, we've had um, the new head of refereeing development, or whatever the hell that job is, being uh, Crawford Allen, the man with his backward name. Because there was an opportunity here for uh, SFA to think out left field, get some new blood in, think outside the box, maybe get some fresh ideas. No, well, no bother. We'll just get another of our diddy referees that we've had over the years. So aye, that was exactly as I suspected. Uh, the, the jobs for the boys goes on. And then moving yep. on to the last game on Saturday, Dundee Motherwell. A hat-trick yep. for Lon. Uh, yeah, um, interesting yeah. hat-trick, given that the first one was a deflected free kick, the second one, good finish, good that one, and the third one, the keeper tossed it in the net. It's just what you expect from Jack Hamilton. Jack Hamilton, yeah. Aye, uh, no, you'll not want to see that back again. Um, you probably saw it twice, that's because it was on Saturday night and Sunday night. But, but, uh, but it's, from, from Wong's perspective, that's a, that's a, a great hat trick to get any time. Um, he'll maybe score hat tricks more in his career that he gets all three goals. <laughs> Two of these weren't really him. <laughs> yeah, Jack Hamilton must have an encyclopedia of errors. He's just such He's an error prone goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, you kind of suspect that he might be the one that cost Dundee any chance of coming up this season if they get to the playoffs because obviously Dundee United are going to win that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Sunday we had the other Dundee team, Dundee United, mentioned it earlier against Hibs. Are we Desmond? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. this was this was daylight robbery to be honest. <laughs> Hibs were miles the better team in this game and yet somehow... Uh, they managed to have uh, a two-each draw to this. Um, the, the goal from Dodge early on, uh, well taken. and But for all Hibs, looked like they probably could have went on to win that game by a few. Didn't happen. They get pegged back just before half-time. Um, good finish by Shankland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stevenson gets beat too easily, I think, in terms of, I guess, held off the ball too easily. But aye, Shankland is just doing what he always does, just scoring goals. Um, but Hibs come back out in the second half, run back in front, thanks to the Martin Boyce, as always. Martin Boyce? Martin Boyle. Boyle. <laughs> Sorry. Typo. I, I was typing this out last night on my phone. I've always typed Boyce, not Boyle. He's aye. a really good goal scorer in form as well since he's he came aye. back in. He's back for injury. He's been bad. Yeah, he's been really good. Aye. And then, just when you think that might be up for Dundee United because of the way the game was going... This to me was probably the goal of the tie. Uh, the end of a goal of the round tie. Aye, the the distance is it Appy there or his name is? A pair or something. Yeah, aye. Um, so aye, yeah, yeah, the, dis- the distance and the curl and right in off the post, it's it's perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. terrific finish. So um, that's. <sighs> I'm, I'm debating whether that's my pick for goal of the round or the one that uh, Booth scored against uh, Fawcett Johnson. I think I, I agree that Clare's is a good finish, but I think the 
I'd put that's one first. I'd probably put Booth second. So I think between the three of us, we're probably going to end up with Booth. Yeah, I think yeah, I think um, it's one and a half uh, to Booth, one to Claire and one to um, Appear. So yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I'm thinking by that name, Louis Appear, that he's some kind of exotic footballer, like from France or something like that. He's born in Perth. <laughs> He's nearly a local boy. He's <laughs> just in the road. Oh, after that, no. Um, the other tie we didn't cover, because um, there isn't much to cover, Arbrose nil, Falkirk nil. Yeah, that'll go to Falkirk Stadium. That's all we need to say about that. Yeah. Right, and we'll talk about the running. Um, to me, tie the round, BSC Glasgow versus Dunyan United or Hibernian. That is a, the, the dream tie in this round for me. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's obviously not Celtic of Rangers, but it's a home tie for BSC Glasgow against what was probably the most entertaining cup tie uh, of the round. With the possible exception of Inverness and our uh, game. That's, this one, we're going again, so it's, it's even closer. Yeah. But I, they'll, they'll wait to see who that is. I mean, if Hibs can bring the same number of fans they took to Dundee United, they're going to fill the stadium, assuming the tactics wasn't Alwa. I know Tam McManus was suggesting they make it move somewhere. Yeah, for what Alwa. Yeah, it'll get played at Alwa because their ground's um, safe enough to host that kind of tie. Like, if Alwa were drawn against Rangers or Celtic, they wouldn't move that. Um, no. Albion Rovers is a different kettle of fish because of Clifton Hill and that kind of thing, but no, Alwa's stadium says BSC Glasgow will play there. Um, I don't see it being moved. Um, I hope the BBC put that tweet. To, uh, no, I didn't tweet. I messaged the, the WhatsApp group say that would be one of the BBC picks. Because um, yeah, we know who Premier Sports are going for. Premier Sports yeah. will do what they always do and pick Celtic and Rangers. Uh, Rangers have been drawn away to Hamilton. So that's probably Premier Sports cheering that one. Uh, the one that will have all the columns written about it is Celtic's visit to Clyde. Because... Well, everybody remembers what happened the last time Celtic went to Clyde. It's the demands of the cup, though. Folk like talking about upsets, cup upsets. Ah, you know, it's, yeah. just, and it's, it's as relevant as the game 12 months earlier when Celtic beat them 5-0. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not Clyde's... Cup upsets is what the cup's all about. Yeah, exactly. And that's, by the way, that's not Clyde's most famous result against Celtic. Clyde's most famous result against Celtic was they beat them in a Scottish Cup final. Exactly. In the 50s. Yes, that one never gets brought up. But you're absolutely spot on. They won the cup against Celtic. How much better does he want it to be? That's because it was in TV. Football only was invented when TV started, remember? It was in Pathy film. I was going to say, I'm <laughs> sure I've seen footage of it. <laughs> but I Pathy films, what was that where it was? And yeah, it's, it's all Premiership ties in the round. Aye, to me, that's the other game that should be picked up by the BBC. Is, is your game, Aberdeen versus Kilmarnock? It'll be awful. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen Probably, games are never but it's, pretty. it's the obvious game to pick up yeah. because it's the two teams that are well, both finishing the, the top six last season. It was third and fourth, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, we were fourth and come out with third. Yeah, that's yeah. Not... Ah, okay. Fourth versus third. <laughs> yeah, but I, I that so, um, that would be my guess is Aberdeen Kilmarnock will get picked up. Um, as although St Mary Motherwell might be an interesting one to pick up, I don't think they're going to pick that over the. The, the story between behind BSC Glasgow and whoever that is end up playing. They they could um instead of the Aberdeen Commandant game pick up uh, the winners of Arbroath Falkirk against Hearts because again that's got the potential shock element to it with the yeah. pre- big team away from home. So it's actually more interesting because most of the favourites seem to be 
away from home. I mean, you've got Livingston going to Cali Thistle. Celtic yep. obviously going to Clyde for the second biggest game at Broadwood this year. Um, you've got United. What's that? Of course, I'm not disagreeing with that one. Yeah, <laughs> United are Hibs away um, at BSC, Motherwell away at St Martin, St Johnston away at Ayr. So, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I mean, I moaned right. that the, the previous round it was what, too many of the favourites were at home. Um, so it seems to be the opposite in this one because I'm not sure there's really a favourite at home anywhere in there. Other Aberdeen than slightly. It's a slight favourite, I think. Uh, just because like, you've had a number of them come on mostly over the last few seasons. Yeah. Chance of a couple upsets. Yeah, St Johnston and Inverness Levy. They're both in the championship. Teams have been at home. Yeah, the way the way St Johnson are playing at the moment, I'd fancy them to be Air United. Um, Inverness at home is a difficult one. Uh, so Livingston going there, I, I think of all the games that are in there, that's the probable shock. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest, I mean, I fancy there won't be any other cup upset at Broadwood this time. Um, you'd imagine Dunny United or Hibs will have too much for BSC Glasgow. Motherwell are doing pretty well this season. Think they'd probably win at St Mirren. Um, as you say, Aberdeen are probably slightly favourites over Kilmarnock. Rangers will beat Hamilton, and then you'd imagine Hearts will beat whoever it is that comes through that replay uh, between Aberdeen and Falkirk. But uh, uh, for me, Inverness beating Livingston I think is the one that's possible. Yeah, and then outside the cup on start the weekend, we had what three League Two fixtures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cove Rangers oh, winning again. All these at the top to five points. McAllister's going in his debut. And then you had Stenhouse Mayor winning at Elgin and Sterling Albion winning at Arnhem. Right, just to finish off the cup, the two replays are the Tuesday, the 28th of January, um, and the fifth round of, on the weekend of the 7th, 8th, 9th of February. Oh. I just hope that Clyde game doesn't get put in the Friday night because um, I wouldn't get part for football or my game would probably be off. <laughs> Friday night football is so important right now. <laughs> this is my training for the big game when the, the I heard you got an assist as well yes yeah. it was weird actually because uh, la- last week off you? no perfect cross very rarely I'm up in my two runs up the pitch the whole night um, but yeah Premier Sports if you listen don't put that game in the Friday <laughs> make it Hamilton Rangers put that in the Friday Aye. They're close by. That's the thing. I, I think I said the, the worry is that Clyde and Celtic is pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Hamilton Rangers is pretty close. Um, if they were to pick um, Aberdeen, Kamarnock, that's quite far away, so probably not free tonight. Um, if they pick yes, Glasgow, who are playing in Alwa, um and Dunny Hibs, not that far away. Mm. Um, I think so Calvary, not that far if they pick that one. I think I read as well what Aberdeen play Hamilton the Tuesday after that tie. Yeah. So you'd think the Aberdeen come on at game on Saturday. But it would have to be for Friday. Yeah. But Friday would be daft. Yeah, because Aberdeen be games on the sky as well. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi. Is that? Yeah. But that's an unusual one for Sky to pick. That's not involved with yeah. Celtic Rangers, but what were, they, what were they smoking that day? Why based on Aberdeen struggling at Hamilton? Somebody probably get their jaws for that one. <laughs> Again, the Hamilton Aberdeen games are usually pretty brutal. Yeah. Aye, that's the weird thing about it. Is like, if it, I mean, even if it was at New Douglas Park or whatever, I call it these days, 
Fountain of Youth. Is it? Right. Okay. I can never remember what they're naming. You don't just look at a product, doesn't it? It does. It was Hope CBD Stadium last year. Aye, the cannabis oil or whatever it was. Aye. Aye, maybe that's what's getting us smoking. The spice of life stand as well. But in less funny news uh, from Hamilton, uh, you had the admission from Brian Rice that he wrote to the SFA to admit gambling problem. Which means he faces an SFA charge. Yeah. Um, from so an organisation. Yeah, from an organisation who are funded by William Hill for the Scottish Cup. Yeah, full credit to Brian Rice for putting his hands up. Matney has a problem, being completely open about it and having to take whatever he has to get for the SFA. I hope the SFA are understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's good to see that he's wanting to get that help. Um, I see John Hartson's offered to take him to his gambling support group. Um, yeah. which is a great offer uh, I, I, I hope everybody gets behind Brian Rice and helps him out with this one because for, for some, I mean I have never had any gambling problem myself, I'm not much of a gambler I do have an account and well it's my bookie because they were formerly part of this podcast um, with their uh, charity bit but I don't use it that often, it's never been something that has bothered me whatsoever but I know enough people that have had Serious debts with gambling. I know people that are don't gamble anymore because of addiction. Um, it's like any addiction. It's a tough thing to come over. Um, you're never fully clear of it. It's always something that's there. You just kind of need to go cold turkey on it and just not do it at all. Um, but in the environment that people operate in Scottish football, it is made incredibly difficult by the fact that so many clubs so many tournaments, particularly in Scotland, are sponsored by gambling institutes. Because you've got the William Hill Scottish Cup, you've got the Betfred League Cup, you've got Ladbrokes Premiership. All three tournaments at Hamilton themselves are taking part in are sponsored by... Juniors, as McBookie as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You've obviously got Rangers and uh, 32 Red, you've got Celtic and Daffabet. Um, so yeah, yeah. The, the the gambling is everywhere I mean even I, I still haven't decided whether I like this or not but Paddy Power sponsor Motherwell but do it in such a way that they don't put Paddy Power on the jersey so it's just a sponsorless top yeah um, I don't that, that, that in its own way gets publicity that makes you yeah. think yeah you, you know, still see so. Paddy Power's name plastered in the after match interview yeah, yeah exactly so it's Marketing. So it's, it's there. We spoke about we spoke before about when uh, Kevin Toronto was on and spoke openly about his issues that he had in the past. All these adverts that you get about oh don't gamble or gamble responsibly is still an advert for gambling. Yeah, I think which sums up the modern day industry. Um, the first year of the Premier League um, in England, ninety two ninety three, uh, the amount of um, betting companies that sponsored the uh, twenty two Premier League clubs zero percent. Now. Now 2019-20, 50%. Yeah. It's, it's the easy way to get money these days um, right. is off the betting companies. And I think the clubs, the governing bodies, like the SPFL, Scottish FA, they all need to take some responsibility in this and stop taking the easy pound. So Ladbrokes is finishing with the Premiership this season. 
get another sponsor that is not a betting company. Yeah, please. Now, Neil Doncaster is fucking useless when it comes to these things. And I'm going to hold my hand up with that one and say I don't care because he is. Language was required in this instance. Yeah. F-bomb, Chris. I, I, I have absolutely no faith in him getting any decent deal for Scottish football. Never mind one that's decent and moral. Mm-hmm. So, I would not be surprised if he comes back with some other betting company that's decided to give him 50p in all the smarties he can eat to sponsor the, the Premiership for 2021. And he'll probably it's do smart it. Off, smart off ice Premiership. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then we're switching to drink responsibly. Aye. Um, but aye, I mean, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're still sitting here in May and we still don't have a sponsor for the league. That's how useless he is. We've done it last time. The only reason he got Ladbrokes in the first place was because Peter Law went down the hell his own. It took him two years to get that um, sponsorship. No, because we'd went for Clydesdale Labrooks, and that was a good couple of years. Um, and, you know, Labrooks at times would be um, pretty bad with their PR with it. I remember they did um, rumours about McInnes uh, in 2015-16 and then tried to give him a manager of the month and McInnes said, no, do one, I'm not um, taking part. So that's pretty disparaging. Um, I'm trying to think who would be a good sponsor. Terence for the Scottish Cup. What's that? Mm-hmm. Terence for the Scottish Cup. Yeah. Let's get back to old school. Yeah, I don't. I don't think um, it's it's just a f- football thing that they need to say um, about the betting companies. I, I wonder what would happen if the um, the government took a, a similar line to what uh, they did with smoking. Get it off the telly. Because that's the other thing. I mean, like, see, even if we get rid of all the every club was. Yeah, remove sponsorship for betting every tournament remove sponsorship for betting you just know Sky Sports coverage might be sponsored by a betting company the very first advert be bloody Big Heed telling us I'm a bang on that yeah, Ray Winston that's his name could have mind that I'm a bang on that I'm sure he said that in one of the adverts <laughs> <sighs> but aye you're just going to be inundated with a gambling adverts after that the Highland Toffee Premiership is Highland Toffee still going? Are they? I'm thinking of Scottish. It's probably that's the one part of the sugar wine. That's the thing. Where do you draw the line? We've got the Tunnels Caramel Wafer Cup. I do like that one. At least that's a Scottish product. We've got Iron Brew. Are they still sponsoring the Lower Leagues? No, they're not because they sponsored the Lower Leagues before Ladbrokes took a lot. Yeah, it was the Challenge Cup at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they did until last season. Until yeah. last season, then it's back to Tunnock's back to off this season. But yeah, aye, there's too much sugar in Tunnock's. There's too much sugar in Iron Brew. There's always somebody going to complain. Um, they yeah. tackle the obesity problem. Yeah. <laughs> so the Kelly Pie Premiership. Yeah, it's not called the Kelly Pie though anymore. It's called the Kamarat Pie. That's yep, because that's a <laughs> browning. Let's see, you try to get us into Bilgrim suit here. <laughs> Craig, it's not our yeah. podcast, it's Craig's. Um, so it's all right. Are those on the say Craig's premiership? <laughs> Craig could spot the Scottish Football Forum's premiership. Come on, Craig, hand in a pocket, save Scottish football. <laughs> uh, but I, um, I was, I, I know somebody that was at the Kilmarnock game. Um, in the weekend there and they sent me a picture of the it wasn't a pie it was the Empire Biscuit <laughs> oh with the, ba- with the with the badge on it 
Aye, aye, so aye. You, know what, you know what I'm talking about, aye. Um, aye, because when Aberdeen are there, you always go in and you're like, eh, Empire Biscuit, Aberdeen badge on it. I've never had I've not got one. I do like it. I used to like an Empire yeah. Biscuit, but I forgot much I speak to. Oh, I love an Empire Biscuit. The only question I have for it is, what does YNTTK stand for? I could have worked this out. What's it? YN? YNTTK. It's a It's like you'll never taste the ketchup or something. I don't know. Right, because <laughs> I mean, oh, what was the ketchup for an uh, Empire Biscuit? They should be jamming it. Actually, we'll probably, we'll, we'll probably get tweets. I think you'll find it's not an Empire Biscuit. It's called Scaldo. an Independence Biscuit, or whatever they're calling it these days. Or if you're Northern Irish, it's a German Biscuit, apparently. There we go. Question. John, you need to ask Aldo. Why is it? What's that wee acronym? I'll ask him after this podcast to see if he He's bound to know. I, 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 honestly, I couldn't work it out. I'm guessing the K was come on, luck or Kelly or something like that. So it was, I couldn't work it for the life of it, the rest of it was. And the guy I know didn't know either. You'll never take a Kelly kicking or something like that? I don't know. Who knows? Answers are both good. And tweak. Allo a bro tomorrow night in the championship. And then yep. six ties on Wednesday. Yep. Aberdeen so, Motherwell, Hibs Hamilton. Kelly uh, Celtic on Sky, Lovey St. Johnson, Rangers St. Mirren, Ross County Hearts. Another uh, lower league football, though. I'm surprised at that. I think they've had some uh, Saturday games recently, the lower leagues, because um, we've had a winter break and we're now yeah. coming into a lot of midweek games in the next few weeks. Aye, we're back in the silly season again because I know Rangers have still got a game to play in hand um, which if they win they'll go top of the league as things stand. Um, it's not to find a time they can play it, they? Um, have they got it scheduled yet? I don't know. No, I think it? the situation is at the moment was it if they were talking about if Rangers get to the last eight. Oh, they might struggle to put it in there. Aye. Well, just just going back to pie chat, did you see the one that Morton did, the um, burn supper pie? It was like... Um, Mince, uh, tatties and... Haggis. Haggis, yeah. Nice. Like it. Sounds good to me. Anyway, aye. Um, championship's back in... Fr- um, Friday night football's back in the championship. BBC um, Scotland are back working again. Yep. Um, after the yeah, three months of sabbatical. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so don't film on Dundee. Yeah, an interesting game. Though Dunfermline are a bit of a slide just in the last four league games. Mm. Oh, slide in this podcast tonight. Well, it's a big slide. I'm telling you that, man. It's just it's a game going. faster, massively. Uh, yeah, that's how big it is. It's lasting about 30 minutes. But aye, um, the rest of the championship on Saturday are both host Thistle, United host Inverness, then United host Morton, and Queen of South host Alwa. Um, so what do we think? Are Dundee United going to win the Championship before Liverpool win the Premiership? Mm, there's a call. For the last time Liverpool won the league, someone won the Scottish Cup, so... I knew you were going to bring that up. One out of two. <laughs> let's hope it's the start of two. As soon as I, as as I mentioned Liverpool on this podcast, I knew you were going to flag up. It was 1990. <laughs> <clears throat> We were also uh, we were also at a World Cup that year, remember? Yes. So, so we'll, we'll, be a uh, well, I suppose we could be a major tournament. Huh? Oh, I, 
Senti is all fair. Uh, that's like a bit of a Scotland game in a while. The Israel game. Brother in law message yeah. last week who's up for going to the game. That's heading, that's heading for sale out. Aye, it's close, aye, because I was going, oh, where's the seats? And he was like, oh, we put, I put them in the corner of the east. I was like, well, that's not so bad. Um, yeah. so, aye. It's, it's very reasonable place. I mean, uh, kudos to SFA for that, to be fair. I think yeah, and tickets were 20. But the price is pretty decent for this one. Aye, the, the, the whole thing about guaranteeing your ticket if you signed up for the new campaign, even though this is still the old campaign, um, was a bit of a dodge. But actually, because the stuff's went on general sale anyway, it's not been that bad. Yeah. Uh, but you see, the, the pricing has been pretty good. So, um, yeah. to be fair, it was a two-year membership. Um, it's always been a two-year membership ran out yeah. at the end of 2019. Yeah, um, yeah. But nah, I'm I'm going to give them credit with you because in 2014, that's when they ripped the backside out it, and um, they were wanting 42 pound for Gibraltar and yep. things like that. And there was, I, I remember um, speaking to the, one of the people at the supporters club about the pricing at that. Um, and they said, but if you go to the Gibraltar game, you're being part of the history. It's the first time I'm playing them. But no thanks. They had to give away 10,000 uh, tickets to make up the minutes to tw- um, 30,000. That was there. Great, I'm part of history. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to tell kids that one day, Chris. Mm-hmm. I see down south at Sheffield Wednesday, I'd introduce a 10 year season ticket. Wow. But there's like something like it will last for up to 10 years after they get promoted to the Premier League or when they get promoted to the Premier League it's yeah. bizarre so if they never go up it just keeps going forever well aye but then when they do go up it lasts another 10 years it, it was weird yeah look it up they've not been in the Premier League for 20 years in the Scottish Premiership at the weekend uh, Celtic Ross County home win Hamilton Levy Motherwell Hibs and St Johnston Kilmarnock and then there's two games on Sunday both live and TV must be FA Cup weekend down south because um, yeah, it's St Martin Aberdeen and Hearts Rangers I wonder what game Ian Crocker will be at ah it's been a bit thing casual yeah uh, League 1 Airdrie plays Renard Clyde play East Fife Falkirk play Forfar Peterhead play Dumbarton Rangers play Montrose and in League 2 it's Cove Rangers and Athletic Cowden Beast Breaking City Queen's Park, Albion Overs, Stenish Muir, Edinburgh City, and Stirling, Albion, Elgin City. And it's the fifth round of the Scottish Junior Cup Saturday. And who've all got? Good luck to Falta. See you. Are we here, Pollock? Yep. Yeah. So I'll be home to team. Nice again. So, yes. Should be good. Cool. Anything else we want to cover before we head up? We've kept it. That's pretty good. Time. We've kept it under an hour. Yeah, right. it took it. It took us fifty minutes to get started. Right. <laughs> so nah. we shall be back next week. I will have two rounds yeah. to talk about. So it probably takes about three years to talk about that one. And we've I got will a hopefully guest. have Phil on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I um, it was supposed to come on this week, but I had to rearrange. So um, it's good for me. Come back to it next week instead. It's obviously yeah. keen to get on. Yeah. Definitely. Hey, cheers, guys. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Right, I'm, I'm going to stop you. Ten seconds. Go on, man.
episode 29. <laughs> 29. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it definitely 29 now? Oh, we're doing that, we're just about to start. You remember something else? You go, oh, I better say that first. Yeah, definitely episode 29. Aye, 28 best of the decade, so aye. Cool. I'm recording on the Skype thing, so we're good to go. Cool. Starting 10. <laughs> <laughs> Take three. <laughs> Oh. Well, I'm going to end up hosting it just to laugh. Jump in before John starts. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, Season 9, Episode 29. Uh... Hello? I thought it was just me that he cut <laughs> Oh, this has gone brilliant, this is. <laughs> Blue Monday, indeed. This is, this is getting left in. <laughs> he's disappeared. I don't know if his mic fell on it. Oh, fell on it? Fall on it or what? On my mic. Ah, you are his back. There we go. Right. <laughs> oh dear. I should probably. Super. We'll try again. <laughs> Take four. Might just give up. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? All right. I can hear you. But did I cut out there when I did a bunch of option? Right, but yeah. she just died. Aye. What happened? There, try again in five seconds. Aye. Hi, welcome to this. Oh, was it an Sorry, I couldn't resist that. <laughs> oh, I did beat before we started. It's a dumb, dumb. Hello. <laughs> Hey, let's carry on, lads. Oh, okay. Hi, welcome to next week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I'll stop talking. <laughs>